tune in, one and all. Good to have you. Everybody now on the network. Phone number to chime in, 877-867-1670. Going to open it up and uh, get your opinion because we were talking about this in the first hour of the program for those that are just now joining us, that uh, there is this thought uh, from earlier today that I'm, I'm perusing the the channels, MLB and NFL Network and such, and the NFL Network, everybody's live watching Aaron Rodgers walk through the door in New York Jets training camp. And then they go, and oh, yeah, Jordan Love here begins in Green Bay. Okay? And as they asked the panel, what are you looking for? What are you looking for at Packers training camp? And the discussion got into it is a legitimate and genuine anticipation for this year's training camp. But for what reason? Uh, is it the dare to dream? Is it the hope for the future? Do you have that nervous anxiety? Man, I hope this organization made the right decision. Or maybe it's the youth movement. Can the youth movement kind of blossom? Christian Watson, Romeo Dub, Samari Torre, Jaden Reed, Kraft, Musgrave, two second-year guys, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker. Can all of those guys step up? The return of... Stokes, the return of Rashawn Gary, you know, all that kind of, can that happen? Uh, and then and, and some people just view it as, hey, as they called it on the NFL Network, the heavy cloud, you could call it the dark cloud, the drama cloud, whatever you want to be, but the heavy cloud has lifted. And now some are just excited that it's just back to football. But for whatever reason, we're back to football and I want to know what your thoughts are and what you're looking for. First week or two, training camp, what you're looking for. You know, that's that's what I want to know. What what are you excited about? Um, our buddy Mike, Mike Wicked. have not talked to Mike Wicked in a long time, but Mike chimes in. He said, I'm terrified that this defense is going to be worse. God, I hope year two is a huge jump for big play Quay. And Devontae Wyatt. Uh, Jeffrey says, a uh, second-year smarter guy, healthy Campbell, young Van S. Hopefully uh, they use Wyatt this year more. I think our D is stacked. Uh, need Preston to stay aggressive until uh, Rashawn Gary gets back. Um, Ryan says, this is what happens when the quarterback, Diva Cloud, finally leaves and follows its owner out the door. Now it's somewhere in New York or uh, in Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, though. It's going to be back in Green Bay in short order. Hopefully it's uh, all love this time around. Go, Pack, go. Um, some good breaks, maybe a little luck. They could be a big surprise in the NFL. Jordan Love could be some kind of a miracle. That's from Troy. Uh, this is from uh, Peter. Peter says, I believe that Jordan Love's going to be better than anticipated, but not as good as a Hall of Famer. Will that win you a championship? It can, but the defense has to be on point. I'm looking for the defense to be good. Uh, Jack says, will they hit in training camp? Yes, they hit in training camp. Remember, they don't hit in the regular season in practice, but will they hit in training camp? Um, Meanwhile, uh, Tim says, I'm just looking forward to the traditional bike ride. Is there any other team that even does this? I doubt it. 
So, uh, <laughs> Chris says, I'm looking forward to the new beginnings. Rodgers, like Brett, retire or not retire, drama is gone. Unlike those two, Jordan has a three-sophomore receiver year and a bunch of rookies. There is no veteran wide receiver. He's got a couple of holdover tight ends and two rookies. I'm for seeing the routes run wrong, dropped passes, a few interceptions. Um, hopefully, as the season progresses, the mistakes are going to be corrected and they're going to all grow together. I think it's going to be very unrealistic to think that they're going to make a playoff team. But I can see possible year two as they all gain experience. If they can win six or seven games in one year, I'll call it a success. Hopefully the defense improves and does not cause us losses. Uh, so there you go. All this talk and speculation is cheap for the last 12 years, blah, 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 by week four and four through six. Uh, then you're going to have an idea. But we're talking about training camp, B-Rad. <laughs> and Dwayne just says, oh, for the love of God, no more drama. There you go. What are you looking for as the Packers uh, a week from today? It's the reason we bring it up. A week from today. They're all coming into Green Bay. Training camp is going to get set to begin a week from today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I'd love to hear from you. Again, 877-867-1670. We'll talk Brewers at the bottom of the hour. Bob Nightingale is going to be joining us, and uh, Bob will talk uh, the, the national baseball writer, and Bob's going to join us. We'll talk with him about the Brewers, uh, about who they may be going after. We'll talk about their needs. We'll talk about even Otani and uh, what he's going to demand eventually once he starts to get uh, into contract negotiations with whomever decides to jump into that pool. Uh, we'll get into all of that, and uh, we're hoping that uh, our old buddy Ben Kenny joins us to talk some Philadelphia Philly baseball coming up here in the last half hour of the program. But uh, right now, I want to know what your opinion is as you get set to get into Packers training camp, and you, it's not same old, same old. Things have changed. Uh, some of the older faces is, have gone. Um, this one's from Joe, Joe who says, I want to see what David Bakhtiari acts like. Is he the old veteran that knows he's on his last year in Green Bay and he's surly and snarly, or is he a guy that's a team player? Well, he already, uh, to answer that question, he's already stated that he called Elton Jenkins and said, are, are you ready? We're going to be the best left half of an offensive line of football this year. I mean, he's he's ready to go. Um, now, if things go horrifically wrong, he, he's got a lot of pride. I mean, I, I remember back when Aaron Campman got a con big contract, and people said, oh, great, you know, just like every other big Packer, he's going to get a contract, and then he's going to fall off. And he just wasn't that way. And I said at the time, he's not that way. And then he had a good season to follow. You know, he, he earned the money. Um, Bakhtiari's that guy. He he's not going to fall off. He's it, it's 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 not a team sport where you can just kind of give up. You know, you regardless, you still got a guy across from you that's wanting to kick your ass. You can't let up. So if things go horrifically wrong, I still would expect David Bakhtiari to be David Bakhtiari and to be good and to be viable. And because he's also playing for next year. You know, somebody's going to pick him up. Somebody's going to pick him up. 877-867-167. Good stuff today. Good emails, too. Uh, I got one here. This is from Jimmy. Jimmy says, uh, hey, Bill, what are your thoughts on the wide receiving core if indeed they're not good? Do the Packers then need to go out and find themselves a veteran as camps begin to cut down? Yes. I, I, 
They don't have a ton of It's not like they have, like, if some big-name veteran gets cut and they're going to make some deal for 10 to $12, 50000000 million, like a DeAndre Hopkins. It, that's not going to happen. They don't have that kind of money. This is going to be the year with which you just look at the team and say, this is pretty much who you're going to going week to week with. And that's it. You, we, don't, we don't have a lot of more. We're not going to go out and buy another Corvette. We have money for maybe a used Chevette. <laughs> that's it. We don't have a lot of money. Next year, you're going to have a little bit more money. And the year after that, you'll certainly have more money. But this year, don't have any money. So when you ask me that question, I get the sense that you're asking me to say, okay, let's say a big name gets cut. You know, say Stephon Diggs is just pissed and they can't deal with him and he wants to be gone and they cut him loose, which they're not going to do. But just something, you know, hypothetically. They don't have that kind of money. They don't have that kind of money. Appreciate it, but no, they don't have that kind of money. Um, fresh out of Vegas, betonline.ag. Quarterbacks. Uh, they talked about the quarterbacks. Uh, the training camps are almost here. Uh, as they say, yay for football. They opened up the stats for a majority of starting quarterbacks. A few teams have situations clouded by injuries. Who uh, will exactly be the starter? We'll have to wait and see. But those teams are Arizona, Vegas, San Francisco, Tampa Bay. The stats below include passing yards, touchdown passes, interceptions, plus rushing yards and touchdowns for a handful of quarterbacks. They are listed alphabetically. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers, A. Aaron Rodgers, total passing yards, 4,000 and a half. The over and under, 4,000 and a half. Aaron Rodgers, total touchdown passes, 28 and a half. Total interceptions, eight and a half, if you're a betting person. So um, let's do this. Let's go to Jordan Love. Let's see what we can find in Jordan Love. This just literally just came across. Um, Jordan Love, here you go. Total passing yards this year. Let me ask you this. Okay, Grant, if I give you this, 3,350-plus yards. Are you good with that? Yeah. My expectations are pretty low. It's not going to take much for me to feel okay about love this Okay. Uh, total touchdown passes, 22 and a half. Oh, that's low. That's really yeah. low. How many did Rodgers have last year? But stats don't stick in my head. I, I need to look it up. Rodgers uh, touchdowns. It was 25. Uh, it was 25. Uh, no, I want more than 22. Well, more than 22. I do, too. Now, Jordan Love, total interceptions. They've got him at 13 and a half. I'd take that in a heartbeat. I think so. Less than one per game. Yeah, he'll probably yeah. he'll probably have a couple games this year, real rookie-type games where he, he might have two. Maybe the wheels fall off and have three. But if he can right. limit his bad games to a couple of games and a lot of the interceptions fall in those bad games, probably against elite defenses, I'll take that. Right. Yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat. So that's not a bad way to go. Uh, by the way, just to, just to kind of make sure here, Aaron Rodgers last year, 26 touchdown passes. I was off by one. 26 and 12 picks. Twenty. Okay. If Going back to Jordan Love, if he threw for 36, almost 3,700 yards, 26 touchdowns and 12 picks, would we, would we like that? A completion percentage of 64%? I think we'd take that, right? Because those are the numbers Rodgers put up last year. I'd take a repeat of last year. If the Packers and, and, and Jordan Love was the same as, as what we got last year, 
But the idea was that's the start of something, and then we're going to trend in the right direction and grow. I would take that. I would take a repeat of last year with the the context, and you said we got to see it with our eyes. I will take an identical season as last year, same record, same quarterback stats, if it seems like we're building in the right direction and not going the wrong way like it felt with Rodgers and the Packers right. last year. I uh, if if that if those are the numbers that Jordan Love would be putting up, I would be pretty happy with that completion percentage of sixty four uh, and a half percent. That'd be pretty solid. Um, you let's see here. You look at a guy like say uh, Geno Smith last year, sixty nine point eight percent completion percentage. Joe Burrow sixty eight point three. Um, Garoppolo was 67.2. Same thing with Daniel Jones last year. Patrick Mahomes was 67.1. He's pretty much the standard. Um, yeah, I can't I can't complain with those numbers too much, although Geno Smith threw for double-digit picks. Joe Burrow did, and so did Justin Herbert. Joe, but Joe Burrow threw for 35 touchdowns and 12 picks. He's But he's he's got a stable. So, I yeah, if the, if the numbers were the same, as what Aaron Rodgers put up last year, I think we would all be pretty happy with that. That would not be a bad way to go. It wouldn't be great, but it wouldn't be a bad way to go. I think uh, many people would be pretty excited. It, now, again, you got to look at the eyeball test, but I think many people would be pretty pretty excited with all of that. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Veterans America, James Mercado. Great guy. Call my buddy James if you are a veteran, military member, family of a military member, and you're looking for a home and you're looking for a loan to buy a home or to refinance, zero down payment, no PMI, some a little bit better credit requirements than what uh, you know some of the more typical banks would give you. And uh, they give a lot of government guarantees and such. They work with veterans directly. And as a matter of fact, James tells me, he said, look, a lot of these veterans, they go to different credit unions that have veteran names to them. And they get sucked into certain things because they think they're taking care of veterans. It's just a name. He said, we take care of veterans. They believe. Own the land you defend. Call my buddy James, 262-745-3333. 262-745-3333. And our friends over there are huge supporters, huge supporters uh, of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. Get registered if you can. Go to Big Unit Poker Run over on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. You can see all the details right there and get yourself registered. And thanks to our friends at Veterans America. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Paula. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Keep your head in the game. The Facebook like, have a Facebook like. Follow us on Facebook at The Zone Madison. The Zone. Somebody been 
Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We uh, are continuing on. I want to let you know, this weekend, um, people ask me all the time um, about our motorcycle ride. And what do we do? We were out this past week, and we did a couple of different rides. We did the holiday ride and such, or the, excuse me, the homecoming ride and such. But uh, this is the uh, a motorcycle ride coming up this weekend. It's going to start a crazy train. Uh, it's going to be a crazy train uh, down in Waterford, Wisconsin. And they have a ride coming up for the burn camp. And uh, it's it's a tremendous ride. And it's for a kid's camp that, um, you know, for kids that, you know, have suffered from burns and such in some way, shape, or form. And it's uh, it's an awesome ride, and I, I we want to be a part of it. So if you're going to be, uh, you know, doing anything maybe this weekend out and about riding and you're looking for a really good cause, uh, I get asked all the time, you know, hey, what else do you do? Um, that's one of them. Uh, so the burn camp ride coming up this weekend. So we're really looking forward to it. Um, but, again... If uh, if you can make it, uh, we would love to have you. Would love to have you. So they're gonna they're gonna have a ride for the kids at the burn camp. And uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, we do so many different rides and have so many you know different things that we like to do. But uh, man, oh man, this is this is kind of one that's near and dear to many people's hearts. So if you're out and about this weekend and you're thinking about riding, that's a great ride, the burn camp ride. So appreciate it. And that's gonna be on a crazy train in Waterford. So. Uh, you can probably find them on Facebook or something and get some more information regarding that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Jason says, uh, hey, unit, a uh, couple of questions. First of all, what if Jordan Love throws 25 touchdowns but 25 picks? Would you consider that a good season? No. <laughs> no. Because, look, either your receivers are horrifically bad. And just cannot hang on to the football. Or 20, I mean, if you throw 15 to 20 picks, okay, you can probably say seven or eight, maybe you're bouncing off of hands or something like that. They get knocked down or whatever. You know, you can talk about a few fluky things. But you're throwing 25 picks, man, you're you're not, you're pretty careless with the football. Your you're decision-making, you're either... You don't know where your receivers are supposed to be, or you don't have the ability to put the ball into a window in which only your your own guy can get it. And that's all. Sometimes an incomplete pass can be a perfectly thrown ball where you're giving your guy a chance to make a play, and maybe he just doesn't make a play, but you're not putting it in harm's way. So, And I go back to two of the better passes that I've seen Jordan Love throw both of those were in, or incomplete passes, but they were perfect. The play was perfect. It was run. It was executed perfectly. It just, he put it into a position where only his guy could get it. Had he put it into a position where it was up for grabs, it could have been knocked down and or intercepted. But he put two passes on the money, on the move, one to Romeo Dobbs and uh, the other to the tight end, uh, Robert Tanyan. And they were both great plays. They just fell incomplete. But those two stick out in my mind. So if he throws 25 picks, no, that's not a great year. He also says, what is your favorite bourbon? Oh, my goodness. Um, My favorite bourbon. I mean, everybody loves Blanton's and everybody loves Pappy and and such. I I had a taste of Angel's Envy this past year, and I've kind of been stuck on that. 
I really enjoyed that. So if I'm going to say I'm going to sit down with a cigar and a bourbon, it's probably going to be Angel's Envy. Um, there's a couple of different ones that are pretty smooth as well and some flavored things. But just for just your raw bourbon, uh, coming out of the state of Kentucky, that I would probably say it's probably Angel's Envy. You know, a lot of the Buffalo Trace stuff is fantastic. Let's be honest. So if I had to go in that direction, that's where I would go. That's a weird question. That's out of nowhere. It is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670. Grant, do you have a favorite bourbon? You got, you're a brandy guy, though. Oh, I'm a brandy guy. I'm, I'm a Corbell man. It's the way that my father raised me. Uh, Corbell's easy. Yeah. That's everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, bourbon? Oh, geez. I'm going to say something really dumb and embarrass myself. Uh, I like Jim Beam. Is that bourbon? Does that count? Uh, it is. Yeah. That's very basic. I know there's no character in that at all, but that's typically what I drink if I drink bourbon, I guess. Yeah. Jim Beam bourbon. Yep. There you go. Okay. Beam and Cokes. A lot of people do that. That's a popular drink. I knew when I uh, had my bar. Beam and Coke, Jack and Coke, all that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls uh, since we went down kind of a weird path there. Let's go to Rob listening to us in New Berlin. Rob, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm good, Bill. Hey, I just want to comment about the upcoming Packers season. I could not agree with you more. I am totally optimistic. I'm I'm ready to put the drama behind me. No matter how this season goes, I'm 100% behind Jordan Love. And uh, I just think we had to go this route. And, and I think it's going to be a good season. I I hope it's going to be a good season. I think it's going to be... Uh, a few struggles. I said seven and a half, maybe eight wins, somewhere in there. Yeah, but it that. just it, it, it just depends that. on how you get from point A to point B. If it's a if it's a good one or bad one, I guess you know. But I, I I like many. I'm just anticipating football and not the drama and all the the touchy feely verbiage crap that we've dealt with the last few years. Yeah, I told, totally agree. Can I ask one more question, Bill? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I find it interesting that that. In past seasons, Rodgers couldn't find his way to Green Bay in March, April, or May, even with Google Maps. But now that he's in New York, you know, he's he's all in. He's there. He's doing this. He's doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. why is their $50 million a year more important than our $50 million a year? I guess when you pay a guy that kind of money, you should expect them to be there and work with the rookies and stuff. So I, I find that interesting that he can do it there, but he couldn't do it here. Right. Yeah, It's uh, that's what a lot of people have said, and I appreciate the phone call. I I look up until the last couple up until they drafted Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers had always been at camp and always been at the OTAs and stuff he'd always been at the offseason workouts he'd always reported early he'd always come in with a great attitude it was when he got pissed off that over the last couple of years it was I've earned it I'm a veteran I really don't need it you know and then all of a sudden this year the hypocrisy comes out going oh no it's great for team building it's great for chemistry it's great you know all the things that he was being asked in Green Bay and he was denying are now suddenly really important in New York over the last couple of years. I mean, it's just easier if he just looks you in the camera and goes, you know what, I'm pissed off. I just want my money and I want to play quarterback and I'm not doing anything extra to help this team win. It, it, it's just that simple. Because he was just mad. Because his feelings were hurt or whatever you want to you know, make it out to be. But, I mean, that's simply it, you know. 
Uh, if you want to give us a shout, again, 877-867-1670. We're going to do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I will switch it up. We're going to go to baseball. We're going to talk with Bob Nightingale and get Bob's thoughts on the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll get his thoughts on Otani. We'll get his thoughts on what the Brewers are going to do uh, down the trade deadline. Who might be available? Who might be the best fit? I'm sure he's looked at all of this from many different angles. So we want to get into that when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Talking baseball, Brewers baseball. Bob Nightingale joining us next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continues on been a while since we've talked to this guy bob nightingale uh mlb writer for usa today joining us on the hotline bob how you been yeah doing great how about you we're doing extremely well we are we are kind of living a uh i don't know if we're living an apparition right now or we're actually living a dream but uh the milwaukee brewers are in first (laughs) place a couple of couple and a half games up on, on cincinnati but you know, Bob, this is not the way you normally win a division with a you know negative run differential and uh, so many injuries. And do do you have a lot of belief, or maybe it's just because the division itself is just so damn bad? But do you believe the Brewers are going to win the division? I do. I think they're the, uh, clearly the best team in the division. I thought it was going to be a uh, a tight race going into the season between the Cardinals and Brewers. Uh, never really bought into the Cardinals rotation. Thought that was going to be close, and uh, yeah, I, I I do think that right now Brewers are, are clearly the, the best team in the division. I think uh, I think Cincinnati's still a year away. What do the Brewers need to do? A lot of talk at the trade deadline, and now obviously with Woodruff uh, being extended, and they haven't been able to bring him back, and Miley going down with an elbow soreness. Do they need pitching, or is it still a a bat that this team has to get, or two? Yeah, I would think a little little combination plate. Uh, certainly could use another starter, particularly with Miley going down, and he's been pitching so well when when healthy. It's going to be a big boost when Woodruff comes back. Uh, we'll see about Ashby. Uh, but, yeah, you can always use a uh, bat, too. And the bats are going to be easier to get and probably cheaper to get than any uh, pitching help. What do you think? Uh, because I think – most people here believe that first base, right field, and third base are the sinkholes for the Brewers. Uh, is there any one of those specific positions out there that you would say this would be something that the Brewers would be interested in? Well, yeah, certainly there's some me, uh, you know, corner infielders out there, particularly, you know, uh, you know, guys you can slide in at first base too, you know, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a CJ Cron, you know, type guy from, from Colorado. Even a, mm-hmm. a Grychik from Colorado, uh, those sort of things. Um, you know, there's there's enough there's enough out there. You know, no starry guys. You know, no one's going to uh, sound like a Fred McGriff coming in and you know hit you know 25 home runs the last two months of the season or anything like that. But so there's there's guys out there that they can help. Has this year been uh, a weird year in the sense, and we go through this all the time because everybody wants to equate money 
to winning. And fans here will say, wow, you know, if the owner wasn't so cheap. But you look at the Mets. Now the Yankees uh, are sitting at the bottom down there with the Boston Red Sox. The Padres have certainly struggled. The Phillies got a win over the Brewers, but they're not in first place. The Dodgers just now got back to first place. Toronto's there. The Angels are there. The Braves are certainly winning. But, you know, it's it, but you got teams like Tampa Bay, who, who's one of the best records in baseball, and they're 27th with $76 million in payroll. And other teams like Baltimore have had some success. It, it, it's not. I've always said it's not about the money. It's about who you buy, right? Yeah, you got to be smart with the money. Uh, you know, and, and Tampa has done that. Uh, you know, Cleveland has done that over the years. So, yeah, I mean, this, you know, this is kind of the union's worst nightmare that the biggest spenders are, are losing. I mean, the top three teams, uh, we're talking about the Mets, uh, the Yankees, uh, Padres, you know, three of the most disappointing teams of all time. I, I think the Padres are, you know, the most underachieving team in baseball history if they don't make the playoffs. But yeah, it just shows you can't just throw money and throw talent out there. You got to have chemistry and everything else. And I think uh, you know, the Brewers went a long way this winter and spring. They kind of developed that. Uh, you know, get guys talking more. I think they kind of let them down last year after the Josh Hader trade. Everything kind of fell apart. You know, and now I think they're all in sync. And uh, yeah, they can. You know, you need pitching. You need some tough pitching in the, in the postseason. And you know, you can go a long, long way. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Craig Council because uh, I know you make the rounds during training camp and, and during a lot of the spring training, uh, you know, facilities. Craig Council is not signed. Uh, there's a lot of question marks about next year. W- what are your thoughts on having a, a manager right now who is just say up in the air about whether or not he even wants to come back? Yeah, it's usually the way around where the you know, team's not sure you want to come back. You know, I think you can stay there as long as you want. Uh, I think he's going to hit the reset button and say, you know what, let me spend time with the family and stuff. You know, maybe I'll start managing again in a year, you know, two, something like that, and I'll go to the front office. But, you know, all indications are, you know, I mean, so got two months to, to decide that, you know, he may step aside and say, you know what, I, I need a breather here. I'm a little, I'm a little burned out, <clears throat> you know, which which can happen. But a, uh, certainly he can come back if he wants. But, I, you know, I just don't know if he wants to. You know, I don't think he does, or else he would have. Bobby started negotiating, you know, contract talks earlier. Talking with Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the National League Central certainly uh, a little bit topsy-turvy. Like you said, you expected the Cardinals. What, what has gone so bad for the Cardinals? Well, they really underestimated uh, the pitching staff. They were relying on a thin staff. I think a lot of guys let them down. You know, Jack Flurry never bounced back to where you thought he'd be. Uh, Wainwright, Adam Wainwright didn't come back to the pitcher he was a year ago. Um, you know, guys that were kind of hurt uh, didn't, you know, bounce back. So just everything that could go wrong. And then, you know, playing bad defense. Uh, Contreras wasn't the pit, you know, the catcher they thought uh, he was going to be. So everything just kind of backfired. The uh, the rest of the division, the Cubs, they, they you know, they kind of been hanging around. They made a little bit of a charge. They've somewhat fallen off. How far away are the Cubs from actually being a, a contender yet again? I think a year away. You know, he's uh, certainly in the right division. It's not going to be this year. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what they do. You know, they get, I get some pieces for Stroman and, and Bellinger and hit the, uh, you know, and hit it next year. Uh, but, yeah, I would think next year, you know, between Cincinnati and, uh, uh, you know, Milwaukee, of course, you know, the Cubs being around, St. Louis should bounce back. This would be better. So I think we'll see a much better, more competitive division a, a year from now.
What is, you know, Pittsburgh was hanging right in there. I mean, they were putting a lot of pressure on the Brewers early on, and then things began to falter for them. But uh, it goes back to my question, same thing regarding the Cubs to the Pittsburgh Pirates. How far away is Pittsburgh? Is next year kind of the year you start to look over your shoulder if you're the Brewers and say, well, here come the Pirates too? Yeah, I mean, they got that great start. You know, they, <laughs> they do that seem like every other year, you know, and then kind of fade. So, yeah, I would think in the next, uh, you know, I would think next year they should be taken seriously. And I think if, you know, if they're not contending or make the playoffs two years from now, then I think something's wrong. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Otani. And uh, obviously he goes, he's got that little bit of a tweak in the muscle when he took the swing the other night, but he has been nothing short of spectacular. And they estimate his value on one side offensively at $300 million and his pitching at $250 million, And he should be a $500 million player. What do you think he's ultimately going to get when he hits the open market? I think between 500 and 550. Uh, you know, I think he'll, you know, be the first 50 million dollar a year player. Could even hit, you know, 60 million. Uh, but you know, he's 29 years old. You know, I can give him a, you know, a 15 year contract or something crazy. And they, uh, yeah, uh, but I just think that, you know, his value. You know, you say you pay him, say 50 million dollars a year. It's really going to be about $30 million a year because he makes a franchise about 20 a year just in marketing and licensing and everything else. Right. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't believe he'll be traded. He makes up, he makes the angels so much money and you know, what owner wants to, uh, you know, throw $10 million down the toilet just to, uh, you know, for some prospects, you know, they're going to turn out or not. Right. Uh, and then the next question is, I mean, the Angels were at least a semi-contending team, but then Mike Trout goes down. I mean, the Angels have had talent. They've had managers. What What is the problem with the Angels? Well, they never really had any depth. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Padres, you know, a lot of uh, star power, not depth. So when they had injuries happen, uh, pitching problems, uh, you know, crop up, they didn't have uh, replacements. And I think in, uh, you know, this situation, uh, you know, really hurts with Trot going down, but they're, they're a deeper team than they have been in the last four or five years. Uh, but just, yeah, really been hit by injuries. And, you know, we were talking about money earlier. You know, I mean, Anthony Rendon has been a $245 million bust. Uh, you know, throw all that money at him. He's barely played. Uh, you know, it's, you know, less than adequate. And, you know, that $245 million, I know they wanted Garrett Cole at one time. You know, they should have, you know, pivoted to another pitcher, you know, and not gone the offensive route. Talking with Bob Nightingale, USA Today, MLB columnist. Uh, before I let you go, should Brewers fans in any way, should, because we know that, uh, you know, the Oakland A's are on the fast track out of town for the most part. Uh, I know that there's been some contentiousness with the city and the mayor and calling the, the A's liars and such, but we'll wait and see how that plays out. But should Brewers fans have any concern because they're up right now when it comes to some of the facilities being, you know, getting public money? And Mark Antanasio is the one that's heading up the possible relocation committee for the A's. Should Brewers fans be worried at all by that particular move from uh, from the commissioner? No, not at all. I mean, it's such a, uh, a great franchise. Uh, great market. Uh, look at the fans they rock and pretty like Cincinnati, uh, that sort of thing, or Kansas City. But no, this is it's a model franchise, and uh, the fans love going there. You know, no matter how the Brewers are playing. So no, that there's zero, zero chance of them relocating. It's just too uh, too good of a franchise.
Yeah, I, uh, I've been telling people that, and I wanted an outside voice to tell people the exact same thing. Bob, it's always a pleasure. Great stuff is always good information. I certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, my pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, bud. There you go. Bob Nightingale, good to talk to him. Good to hear his voice again. USA Today, longtime MLB writer. Um, usually good information and uh, always has his ear to the ground. Great to see him whenever we get a chance to see either at spring training or out at American Family Field. Uh, for a particular series that he makes his way into, but uh, always good to get a chance to talk to Bob. Uh, hey, also, I want to say thanks to our friends at Road to Track and Trail. RoadTrackandTrail.com. Go to RoadTrackandTrail.com, the world's largest seller of motorcycles. I don't know if you knew that or not. Motorcycles, UTVs, ATVs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to be supplying our on-site transportation, uh, both at Road America and out at Sturgis. So thanks to them, went and picked up a, a Can-Am yesterday. So we got uh, the ability to move the equipment around and get stuff from point A to point B, uh, whether it's at Road America or over at uh, in Sturgis when we head out there. But uh, thanks to Road Track and Trail for being a part of the program and always being there when we need them. <laughs> so thanks to them very much for doing that for us. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. Uh, by the way, go to roadtrackandtrail.com if you're looking for a used motorcycle of any type or a UTV, ATV, side-by-side uh, the Can-Am work vehicle they gave us yesterday is absolutely awesome. And when we get that thing back, you can even pick that up. It's like brand new. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it, don't go out and buy new all the time. Go out and find some of these used vehicles because they do take care of them. And even before, they, they just got it in. Uh, and uh, Nick yesterday, I got out there and he said, well, we just got this in. But I don't want to send it to you until they get it checked out. So they ran it over and they put it up on a lift and they took a look at it uh, front to back. And he said, no, it's good to go. You're You're, you're safe. So uh, that's the kind of people they are. That's our friend Nick and the gang over at RoadTrackAndTrail.com. That is RoadTrackAndTrail.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. today talk some major league baseball uh yes jacob uh he said uh bill i thought you were an eagle rare guy when it came to, comes to bourbon he said uh, were you sitting out back last night grilling out with a little bit of bourbon uh didn't have bourbon last night but was grilling out had the robert specialty meat stuff on the grill last evening had two big pre-made burgers that had bacon and cheddar in them and I uh, threw a little mustard and ketchup and some relish and stuff on them and, you know, eat them without a bun and all that kind of stuff since I'm trying to watch what I eat. But, yes, it was perfect out last night. And what made it awesome was it was the pre-made, uh, you know, hamburgers from our friends at Robert Specialty Meats down in Waukesha, and it was perfect. It was a perfect night last night. I wish the Brewers would have won, but it was a perfect night last night. Sat outside, got a little bit of work done. And I was mentioning earlier this week that, uh, my grass is dead. I don't even know how else to put it. It's just dead. It's crunchy. But I've got all these little trees growing in my backyard now. From the, the helicopter leaves, all these little trees are now growing in the yard. So I don't have grass to cut, but I better cut my grass soon in the back because i got trees everywhere that are starting to pop up. And they're, they're, we're talking now they're like, you know, anywhere from 6 to 12 inches high you know, all over my backyard. So it's... 
That's the one thing I did notice last evening, sitting there and, uh, you know, gobbling up a couple of burgers and watching the Brewers game with a beer last night, was that I <laughs> I got trees growing in the backyard. But, yes, thank you for asking. I appreciate it. So, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, John says, hey, some people knock Brett Farr for the interceptions late in games, and he deserves a lot of it, but on third and fourth down, there are balls that can be thrown when the alternative is to run the ball over anyway. <sighs> Favre gets knocked for the interceptions because he had as many as touchdowns, but Favre was the epitome of gunslinger. He was a guy that was going to take a chance. He just believed his arm was stronger than uh, the capable speed of defensive backs. That was it. And he'd take a chance. And the one thing I will say about Favre, um, when you would sit in the press box, there was always a couple of plays where people would just, in press boxes are like churches. You don't hear anything. You know, you'll hear every now and then somebody who's a stringer reporter will pick up a phone and do a report. You know, we're live here at Lambeau Field and the Packers just drove down and scored, blah, blah, blah. Such and such, Bill Michaels, uh, Packers lead 7 to nothing. back to you. Yeah, you know, something like that. You'll hear that. But beyond that, you don't hear anything. You hear the rustling of, of papers. You hear the typing of laptops. That's it. And Favre would cause outbursts. There was always something of people just going, whoa, or, you know, oh, my God, or whatever, you know. Somebody slamming their hand on a desk in disbelief. I mean, you would always hear that. There was always a holy crap moment. Rodgers would do it maybe once a game. But Favre, you were always good for something. Favre would either escape or throw somebody to the ground that had him by the jersey or run over somebody or get up and start jawjacking with somebody. And there was just always one of those moments. But that was far. He took the ch- he took the chance. He had that mentality. He was a football player. He wasn't a quarterback. He was. A, I mean, had he been bigger, he'd have been a lineman, and he'd been just as just as tenacious. So, Rogers Rogers was a quarterback who was a tactician. He was not going to put the ball in harm's way. He was not going to overly take a chance. He was going to give his guys opportunities every now and then to go get a 50-50 ball, but he was not going to really make it catchable unless they did something spectacular. He just didn't do that a lot. You know? Just just didn't do it. So that, that was the difference between Favre and Rodgers. Um, and I, Aaron Campman, I remember having speaking of Aaron Campman, I had a conversation with him, uh, and Aaron was there during the, the transition. And he just said that Brett was the difference was Aaron's not going to do anything to put the ball in harm's way, but he's a really good quarterback. Whereas Brett was always going to do something that make you either go, oh my God, don't do it. And then when he does it and it's successful, you're like, holy crap, I can't believe he did that. Or, oh my God, Brett, I can't believe he just did that. There was always something that, that he was going to do. And that's what made him exciting. You know, Will says, gunslinger, this was why we love the guy. All of the years of nothing, uh, then along comes a guy that willed this team to a championship. 
Um, well, let's not forget, you don't get there without Reggie White. The Packers don't win a championship without Reggie. Everybody wants to give Brad all the credit in the world. And, yes, he had the guts and he had that character. But, you know, you can talk about, you know, Jim McMahon in the same way. Jim McMahon was character. Jim McMahon was a presence on and off the field. Jim McMahon led that football team. But you don't get there without Singletary and company in the fridge and the gut. You know, you just don't. And with Walter running the football. So as much as those guys um get a lot of the credit and a lot of the spotlight you're Aaron Rodgers does not win a Super Bowl without Charles Woodson period end of story he just doesn't so as much as those guys get a ton of the credit they you, you there's always another piece there's a counter to that you have to have the counter you just have to very few guys can just win it by themselves and the gunslinger eh we like the fact that he took the chance, but I think he was more endearing to people because he was like so many people. He had so many of the same issues, both on and off the field, that a lot of people had. He he was he was relatable in a lot of different ways. Rogers wasn't. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's all coming up next. 